It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker! Yo, man! Boom, it's Rusty. What's up, everyone? It is Thursday, but today's the last day for me for this week. So I have this show, one more show, and then uh, I'm taking... Taking a few days off, gonna go do some some rusty shit, you know. So yeah, welcome to the Public Access Podcast, the podcast here on the Quantum Global Broadcasting Network, QGBN. And check out other great shows on the network, such as When the Gloves Come Off, the Thinking Man's Pro Wrestling Podcast. Uh, this is it with Lizzie and Saved by the Ben. And this show is brought to you by Fred Ben Savage's Buck, Stoner Reads Productions. Hardcore and entertainment, hypnosis is great, and sock them up. And if you want to check out sock them up, it's a nonprofit, uh, sockemup.org. And you guys call in, leave a message 503 974 6420. Or maybe you don't like messages and you're like, Messages, messages, we don't need no stinking messages. But I need messages, so send me messages, 503-974-6420. So today we have on a special guest, and I've already been talking to her. We got talking about Minnesota stuff. Minnesota, uh, I, there, you know, I don't know. I, I have fond memories of Minnesota, even more fond memories of Iowa. So I might bring up Iowa. I probably will probably not talking about Iowa for a half hour here. So let, let's bring on our special guest and... Shit, I forgot to ask how to pronounce her name. So I'm going to try on this. Uh, so maybe I'll do a fill in the blank. We have Tara, and then your last name was pronounced because I forgot because I'm a bad host. I do it all the time. Thanks for asking. It's very phonetic. Carbert. Carbert. Okay, Tara Carbert. So there we go. Um, I didn't even get through my checklist. I was too excited talking about Minnesota here and uh yeah so <laughs> like well so maybe you, we should probably record something huh <laughs> yeah so I was like I, I better just stop this here we better just get to it now and so you were saying you went to Paisley Park back in the 90s and uh so what what I mean, what was that like I mean it was just kind of I mean it was fun like if you think about the you know in, in my early 20s think about kind of that energy that sometimes comes for a lot of people at that age and you go out to the nightclub and then it closes and everyone's like, well, what do we do? And uh, a couple of times it turned out like, well, Hey, let's go to Paisley park. I know somebody who knows somebody who can get us in. And, and it, it was sometimes like an after party gathering place for, for musicians and people who love music. So you went into that part. That's the big old, well, I don't know what you call it a venue, I guess. It's like, uh, yeah, I guess basically... kinda, at the time, I think it felt more like a studio vibe, but yeah, I haven't been back. Like I was saying, like, I haven't been since they turned it into a museum. It'd be fun to walk through it. And uh, frankly, you know, I might not have been in the sober estate at the time. Right. Uh, so, I mean, well, why do you expect? These aren't really you know? clear. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. It was, it was pretty cool. I, uh, my mom flew into town to come visit and, uh, went and took her there. And, um, yeah, it was cool. The best part about it is when you go in, they make you put your camera or your phone, your camera into, uh, like a lockbox at the front and you get it when you leave. So that's pretty cool. I like that. So you can, I felt like there wasn't a lot of times where, you know, I had someone standing in front of something waiting to take a picture that I was trying to look at. But I mean, yeah, it's it's like the uh, Graceland of the Midwest. Uh, yes, is, yes, is what that it's would become. be a very, very good way to put it. So, I mean, what was it like when you went in there, like the first time, just 
You're like, oh I yeah, let's go in I mean, there. Seriously, and... Rusty, I, I, I don't was... really remember. I mean, I just remember like it was fun and we partied and there was music and everyone was having a good time. I could probably tell you more about who I was with than I could about the actual experience itself. Who were you with? I was with some of my best girlfriends having the time of my life. I, I can't even tell you what I was wearing. Like that's what, it's such a you weird can remember thing. what you were wearing, but not what was going on at Paisley Park. Oh man, human memories are weird, aren't they? Yeah. What were you wearing? <laughs> I was wearing a very fitted dress that was shorter than my father approved of. It was navy blue, and it had like um, flowers, kind of a sixty esque vibe, if you will. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then so. When uh, I mean it's okay. So you went there. You you don't. I really don't. I mean, so are, we danced. We sang. We laughed. Hopefully, no one cried. <laughs> or any of you music musicians? Um, I had a couple friends who were just really into kind of the local Twin Cities music scene. So they weren't necessarily musicians but they really liked to go to there's this place that's actually still here called bunkers a lot and a lot of musicians um you know get a start in the twin cities market at bunkers and get a regular following get a regular show there and if i remember right this is like back when kid johnny lang was just kind of starting to hit the scene and prince um that's that's my son in the background prince um I, if I remember correctly, I think he was a partial owner of Bunkers and or he maybe was a silent partner or something to do. And every now and then he'd make a random show, you know, he'd just show up and get on the keyboard or get on the drums and leave and then leave. Like he wouldn't say anything. He would just come play. So it's kind of like a little cameo appearance every now and then from him there. That sounds um, so, like him. So they, so they the girls I was hanging out with, I'd say they were much more connected to the music scene than I was. And it was, I was a, <clears throat> a single mom from a young age. So my nights out used to kind of get a little wild. I'd go cut loose every now and then when I wasn't in charge of mom. And those, so how, when do you have your first kid? I only have one and I was, when you, so that's your kid. That's, that's my kid. Yeah. He's uh, okay. He's in the middle of transitioning from one home to another right now. Me too. I'm about to move. And uh, uh, yeah, I was 22 when I had him. Wow. Mm -hmm. Where? And so this was all in Minneapolis uh, mm -hmm. area. Okay. Yeah. Born and raised here. Never, le never left. Yeah, that's, I, I understand why. Uh, mm -hmm. And so I saw recently, because I still uh, like my Google on my phone still does Minnesota stuff. And I saw actually, it's probably been about a year ago. One of the guys, I think on channel 11 was um, going through the news, old news stuff. And they found this video of, uh, of Prince as a kid, which oh. was wild. He was like 10 or 11. And he was, there was like some school strike, I think. And he was a student that went to this school and was talking about it. And someone, someone saw the video and they're like, is that Prince? And, hmm. uh, and it was, yeah. And like, yeah, like one of his friends, uh, I forgot what he called his, fr his friend's name, but, uh, he, they interviewed him. He's like, oh yeah, yeah. We used to call Prince, whatever. I forgot what the name he called Prince too, but <laughs> it's not the greatest story, I guess, but <laughs> yeah, okay. it's, uh, it's something that's up there on the uh, the internet that came out, and I might, yeah, look, I might look for it. I sometimes I have to go hunting for the news. I don't really pay attention to it. <laughs> I don't either, especially like I would say, like once uh, a few years ago happened. I really, I mean, I already wasn't paying attention, but then like no news for me. I, I that was all off. Uh, all my social media stuff was all off unfollow everyone i didn't like once i started seeing stuff i started seeing stuff with you know everyone had an opinion about everything and uh like all right okay i i see where this is going and it's i just super uh, interesting i did backed the same. right out you did the same 
Yeah. Yeah. Right around that. I mean, we're talking about it before we hopped on the actual recording. You know, I'm in Minneapolis. Um, Mm -hmm. You were in Minnesota at the time and we're talking about like May of 2020. So we're in lockdown and, um, you know, George Floyd was murdered as, as the courts have revealed (laughs) as well. Um, And it was a really, 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 really tough time for us as a nation also. And I think politically there was a, a lot of tension already happening. And the more and more I looked at the news and my social feeds and, and, and I was like, man, like so many of us agree on so much. And here we are just consistently disagreeing. And it was emotionally unhealthy for me to get in it. And I would, I'd sometimes notice myself like getting really mad about something, someone else's opinion. And I'm like, okay, I guess it's it's not a good use of my energy. It doesn't allow me to be the best version of myself. Like, how can I, how can I protect my mental well-being while there's a lot of chaos happening in the world? And what do I choose as a human on the planet to do as opposed to engage in fights with strangers on the internet? So I, I too, I unfollowed everybody. I've actually restarted some social, um, but being very mindful of like, I'm here for this. And I, now it's very much focused around what I'm trying to do professionally, or I'm there to research, or I'm there for a support group or a collective, you know, in entrepreneur group or a podcast group, like where we met. So yeah, it's a very intentional use of social media now versus previously. It was probably a bit more like, Oh, let me just, you know, distract myself. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of how mine went too. And it was, uh, yeah, I had the, the podcast group, I had a uh, garage sale stuff that was going on, whatever was, you know, garage sale groups. And, um, and then I had like a group that does like, my judge stuff like Beavis and Butthead and all that. Yeah. That was it. That was that was my feed. Cause like with entertainment stuff, um was difficult. And I saw that one coming fast. And uh, there were a lot of people who stopped getting booked if they weren't uh whatever whatever side whoever was on yeah yeah my son and I had an interesting discussion about this the other day like who's the they like maybe can we really define who they is right because it's right it's all of us in some way regardless of where we are on us on the spectrum yeah and it became a lot of more of we like there's 99 things that we agree on but there's this one thing we don't agree on that's the division in the sand fuck off uh, your life is over. And that's what I started seeing with some, like some of my really good friends just gone because they had one different opinion about what was going on with this. Um, you know, like go after them, like put them on the news, make their, make their lives fucking end basically their livelihood. end, and it was, um both both ways it was yeah it's not uh, yeah it's a weird emerging behavior pattern and I guess it's not new right I mean right unquote cancellation as we probably call it today has existed for a long time but the way we the way it shows up on social media and the amount of media we now have we now have access to, I mean, you have a podcast. I like anyone can have a media format, right? You have a podcast. Yeah. I have a podcast. Like, well, many of us entrepreneurs have websites. We all get to state our opinion. Right. And so we're inundated with a lot of that. And I, you know, in my, in my very dream world, <laughs> I can't, we all just sit down and let's talk about that one thing. And like, seek to understand how each other came to form that viewpoint and calmly explain our viewpoint and look at how do we make a difference together on the 99 things we agree upon. Right. Which is something that I had a conversation with one of my friends, a whole bunch about like um, that just being able to have discussions was again, something you can't do. It's like, yeah. I don't even want to talk to this person. Yeah. Like, and I think that's what's making the most impact on the division of of people was saying like, that there's nothing to talk about there. What is there to talk about? And um, you're wrong. I mean, I'm right. 
the yeah. end yeah yeah the end yeah and I'm like, well okay but why what what did but you you're do you're my what? fellow human on the planet right <laughs> and to we live together we both love a lot of other the same things but yeah this yeah it's one, it's one it's, thing it's, Maybe it's an age thing that we get this perspective because, you know, I, I I probably used to be guilty of a bit of that myself. Like, yeah, oh, I think I did. You're not I my people. Too. Bye. <laughs> yeah. And I, I like, yeah, I was I'm talking about that, too. Like, yeah, when I was in, you know, my, my 20s or because uh, like the, the first time, like with political shit, the mm -hmm. first uh election that i had was the uh the 2001 with with all that stuff going on and like you know so then there was even then there was division with that like oh yeah i don't want to you know there was someone's a fucking whatever and um mm -hmm. yeah it's no, always just like, happened oh, was, it's it just dumb. like we just see so much more of it because there's so much more media and so much more where we see much more of it where those are conversations people used to have face-to-face -face more often people weren't you know talking to strangers on the internet they were talking to strangers you know at the in the church basements or at the city town hall or at their kids baseball game and right. i'm using that because of course i went to a lot of baseball games because my kids played baseball but whatever it is where humans gathered those conversations were happening in real life and with body language and eye contact and probably a little bit more empathy and sensitivity I think so too. Yeah, it's real easy to, you know, beat down a faceless uh, entity, yeah. as opposed to, like, yeah, I don't know if people would do that if if someone was right up in their face and saying that. Maybe they would, but my guess would be some, right? Probably yeah. the exception more than the the rule. Yeah, right. It's funny the 2000 election was that the year. I'm I'm googling over here. That that was the hanging Chad year of yeah. uh, Bush and Gore and uh, and Ralph Nader. Yeah, I was actually thinking about a local election here in the Twin Cities because that's the first one I voted in. Was was I don't remember if it was 2000 or if it was before that. Was Jesse that Ventura. the Jesse Ventura one yeah. in St. St. Louis yeah. Park or yeah. Brooklyn Park? Uh, Brooklyn Park. And I was going to school at North Hennepin Community College here. Um, great great school with a program to transfer to a four-year institution. Yeah, it was 2020. His college campaign was insane and it definitely got out the vote for me. And I mentioned being a single mom. My son was two at the time and I was like, I didn't qualify for support with daycare by like a hundred dollars a year. It was ridiculous. And he had made some promises around tuition stuff and whatever. And well, unfortunately, broken promises. I think that was my first lesson in broken promises from politicians. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it was so because there was such buzz about him running, and my dad was a wrestling fan. And so there were all these reasons for me to vote for Jesse Ventura at the time without really knowing how to be a truly informed voter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was a wild bet, even like going there however many years, like, four or five years ago being there and then just uh all, like all there's still some people that are still hanging around from those days of the sure. the old wrestling scene from back there and that was it was kind of cool um and then yeah hearing stories like that one of the guys who was actually so both the guys that were how do i put that? okay so when I got trained, like the guys that trained me had a school and they just stopped the school. And then the students kind of took over like a year prior because one of the guys had died. Like a but, wrestling school? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. But then, but so then they both got their start back up in Minnesota. So then I get to hear, like going there and hearing stories from what they said as opposed to like stories that I heard from like what it was like what they were like in Portland and uh you know it, it, it was interesting it was a good um yeah good way to to get to know everyone there and so I don't know yeah it's been it's been a it was a cool spot I really did like it and uh, I keep I, I mean I was this close to getting a place in Iowa before 
we moved like that close and then uh ended up job took uh took us out to salt lake city okay and that was I've wild. never been i've only yeah, driven it, through it yeah you're, you're good you're good <laughs> uh, i moved i moved there from there i was there i think after about six months i was I was ready to go. And okay. so no offense yeah. to those of you who love Salt Lake City. No, no. It's one of the most beautiful places in the world. I will say that was my experience driving through, but not even to stop. It was like a quick, quick run yep. with a friend. That's all, yeah. that's all you need. Just see okay. it and, see and it. go through. Cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Iowa. I just like, and like with the Iowa didn't shut down or anything at all. Uh, didn't have any masks or anything. Iowa, so even like where I was in Austin, which is 15 minutes north of the border, it was kind of half half what was mm -hmm. going on there with that. But yeah, go down to Iowa, and uh, I mean, like the the prices for I was going to get a house with a little bit of property, and then I was going to get a um, like a building, and I was going to make it a like a flea market, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, what I would have paid for that, I think it was, yeah, like, just, I mean, yeah, what what stuff costs here uh, compared to what I could have gotten there, and oh, you mean where yeah, you were, where you are, are now? Yeah, yeah, like price per square foot on everything is a little different in Iowa. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, all right, yeah. So it was, it was fun. I, I liked it a lot there. And I, I liked the, the vibe of everything there very much and keep hearing like, Oh, you're gonna, you're gonna have come back there and buy a house just one day, just, just leave it. And I'm gonna get, like, get a notice like, Oh, bye. I went to Iowa to go buy a house. See you later. <laughs> you can come if you want, but that's, that's where I am. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I do miss that that spot i miss the midwest, uh, the midwest the midwest yeah 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 and it's yeah it's i mean i don't know there's some just something that that clicked with me and um yeah i don't know i i guess i had a lot of family that was living in iowa uh a lot of i don't know kind of not sort of distant relatives but then there's still sure. some that are there but um yeah, like my mom wanted me to go to this uh, cemetery where a whole bunch of them were buried and like i want to see if you feel anything over there but i didn't i didn't uh, feel anything I, i'm like oh it doesn't feel like much but um but something else in iowa though made, made me feel very much at home yeah yeah was your is your mom um pretty spiritual no i'm she's religious so i guess yeah so okay. that and, that's an interesting way of phrasing it for somebody who's not like into yeah yes that's what i thought energy too. quote unquote yeah i want to see if you feel something it's, she well she probably was talking to me and was saying it how i would how i would uh phrase it if i was going to okay using tell your her language that would be using my language and cool but yeah i mean i felt more when i went to uh, I guess even when I went to Cincinnati and when I went to New York, uh, when I got here, which was weird because the last time I was in New York was 1987. And so it's been a few years. Just a couple. And yeah, I remember like the, the place. All I remember is I remember the place smelling like piss. And I remember people break dancing and thought that break dancing was the coolest thing. 1987. I, you know, as like, it is, it's still the coolest yeah. thing. Why aren't people yeah. still break dancing on the corners? Right. And I was like, all right, but then I get there and like, yeah, I'm, 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 so I'm from Portland, Oregon. And okay. uh, like, I'm like, New York looks better than Portland, Oregon. It looks better than any West coast city right now. Any, any city, Vancouver, Seattle, Portland, uh, San Francisco, LA looks better than all those cities now. It's it was really bizarre. But like when I moved from Minneapolis, I was thinking like I don't want to be really by a city anymore. And so like when I got to because 
before I left Portland, I moved out to Boring, Oregon, which is the name of a town, actually. Um, actually, I lived in a town that was called Damascus, but uh, like a year or two prior, the there was so much corruption in the city that they decided, the city council decided to, to disband the whole city, and then it just became incorporated into Boring. So... Um, does it sound like it was appropriately named city corruption yeah. is not boring <laughs> right yeah so that, that's where I was I had chickens and goats out there and um it was cool and but then yeah then I went to Salt Lake City and I was living in South Central Salt Lake City and uh I was like I, I don't I don't want this anymore and then I came out here and I'm like I'm in the suburbs sort of I guess it's suburbs, but yeah, I'm like, I'm only going to want to go to New York city, like maybe one time, maybe and then just like, because, but I and, went there and I had this weird pull to it. I'm like, I, there's something about this that makes you want to come back. And I did not expect that at all. Huh? Yeah. Like it's a little magnetic for you. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I've been to New York, uh, once for a, a, a visit and I'll say, that I mean I love kind of the buzz of the city and the excitement I mean there's a lot of like I mean buzz very literally like you just kind of <laughs> you feel like yeah. you're kind of vibrating <clears throat> um and yet that gets so much from a sensory input perspective the lights the noise the sensory perception of people being so close to you as you're walking down the streets that it's there's something really exciting about it, but for me, a little overwhelming too. So I can, I yep. think I can do it in small doses. That's where um, I am. Yeah. I, I was ready to go back. I was like yeah. a, a day there. And then almost, I was like, like almost overstimulation go. might be the right word to describe how I felt when I got home. Like, whoo, I need a break in contrast to, I went to Vancouver recently, but I didn't see in Vancouver. I went up to a place called Denman Island. I know a proprietor of a of a, okay. a little B and B there called the blue owl. And cool. that's like a small Island, you know, about thousand ish population, very kind of hippie esque vibe, lots of nature, lots of hundreds year old trees, lots of wilderness. Um, not a lot of animals notably, but it is an Island. And, and it, it was, I was so peaceful. I was like, well, I don't think I want to leave this state of mind ever. Like, do I actually have to go home? <laughs> Um, yeah, so who knows, maybe I'll end up in, in the BC region of the world, uh, at, at some point in my life for a longer stay. I BC's, really, really liked it there. It's huge. It's a bit. Yeah. I had no, I mean, naive American, I'll admit in, in yeah. many ways about, uh, at least geography proximity kind of things in other countries. And I didn't realize how large BC is or even how big the city is like I was like wow yeah. like it's not quite as big as New York I don't think but maybe Chicago it was yeah so I spent a little bit of time in the city and then ferried oh, yeah. up ferried up to the island and it was just such a cool experience and there's Stanley Park which I think is yeah the one the biggest park uh in the city mm -hmm. in the world maybe don't know I, I believe I'd be uh, making I, it up if I answered <laughs> yeah I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I spent a lot of time yeah going and driving up through there uh went up one time i had a show that was in uh this place called bella coola which is up on the coast almost in alaska and that was a drive that was a drive up there and then so we're gonna have a show there friday night and saturday um but we went up there. We got there Friday. But I mean, the to get down to this place, it's like these switchback yeah. roads uh, on a cliff. And we had uh, it was snowy, and there was a uh, we had a trailer carrying the ring, and uh, yeah, that was interesting. But then, yeah, one of the people in the uh, on the reservation died that day, so like everything was closed down on Friday. So then we ended up doing two shows on Saturday and taking off, but. I did a lot of driving around BC and uh, I mean, it's beautiful up there. Uh, it's gorgeous. Yeah, I yeah. I would. Uh, there's a lot more to it than in Vancouver and Vancouver Island's even huge. Vancouver Island is 
takes forever to drive through. And uh, yeah, yeah. The phrase island, I think for me, creates this assumption right. of smaller and, and it is not small. <laughs> no, no, it just keeps on going and going and going. It's the uh, energizer bunny of, of, uh, of land, I guess. Yeah, we, so we were going to go uh, to the D- Denman Island as it's a small ferry from Vancouver Island, uh, kind of think central Vancouver Island, central, north central. And we were going to drive across to uh, a beach campground in a city called Tofino. And unfortunately uh, for isn't us. That, okay. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, unfortunately for us. The wildfires that are impacting Canada right now, there was a wildfire right on the road and who knew, who knew, not this naive American at the time that the roads, there's really only one way across, uh, without, without, you know, taking like log roads that aren't really well graded and, and are super, super dangerous. And so it would have been a four hour tour on unpaved, rocky log, log, type roads. Oh, um, no, so we, we decided no. And we ended yeah. up going to Nanaimo instead on the other side. Oh, okay. I played around in there. I had the best Italian dinner I had I've ever had in my life, which was, which was a lovely experience. Um, yeah. So Nanaimo, great Italian restaurant, Stratoria, Strat, I'd have to look it up. Maybe I'll give it to you for the show notes. Just plug that right. place in Nanaimo. It was like, really really yeah. good italian i don't often say that I, I i'm kind of a foodie so for me to say top five meals of my life it's kind of a big deal <laughs> so you know what i think minneapolis has one of the best food oh yes we do in the country don't right tell, yep tell people <laughs> right that's what i'm saying and that that's something that i love about minnesota was like oh you know, don't don't come here. It's just it's muggy all the time. It's freezing cold and uh, yeah, just mosquitoes everywhere. It's a terrible place. Don't go. And all and, we uh, eat is casserole. Uh, yep, yeah, it's fucking hot dish. Hot and, dish. Uh, uh, tater tot yeah. hot dish. Yeah, tater tot hot dish. And uh, the the one thing though that Minneapolis didn't have though was the only complaint I had, which was. No, there was no Mexican food that was good. That uh, I didn't find it. I had to. I did have some in Austin. It's so hard. In it's so, Minneapolis. Yeah, it's so hard. You, Same with Vancouver, back, BC. If you Same come thing. back, I will show you the two spots. Okay, perfect. <laughs> there's two out of like a hundred yeah. options. There's two where it's actually of uh, the the perfect. You know perfect perfection of perfect perfection of of flavor combination and. Um, genuinely authentic, not we call it authentic, but it's Tex Mex. <laughs> right. Uh, Tex Mex, uh, hey, you know, uh, nothing wrong with Tex Mex. No, but call it what it is then. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, Tex Mex, I'm a fan of those those green chilies uh, that they had. What, living in Utah, Utah had some pretty good stuff. Uh, but I mean, yeah, come from the West Coast, Mexican food everywhere, except for. Vancouver, Vancouver, no Mexican food. Another one of those cities where amazing food, but there's just no Mexican food. And that's it. Uh, you know, this it's almost like almost a deal breaker, but uh, there's a ton of incredible Asian cuisine there. Yeah. And Vancouver. Absolutely. I was and, like, and wow. Indian. Like every corner. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, yeah. Cause I mean, it's, it's all good everywhere there except for portland because portland has a a horrible past with uh the asian uh community if if you ever want to look up the shanghai tunnels or the being shanghai i guess is uh you know about that have you heard of that slightly i kind of i dabble in just looking at some of that the history of of the way that you know we in america have um had relationships with different populations as they've grown in the country. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I don't know that I can remember the details, but I know there's quite a, um, quite a history with the Asian community post-World War II. Uh, and, and it, I mean, there's a lot of sad stories there. And yeah, like if you pass those along from generation to generation, there's certain cities you'd be telling your, your descendants yeah. not to, not to live in. 
Yeah. Well, even before that, with uh, so with this, like they would go. There's a whole tunnel system under downtown Portland, uh, mm -hmm. as there is in most large cities that it's still used for lots of nefarious shit. Um, but so what they would do. Uh, I love the word nefarious. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, I do too. <laughs> so for, for some of it, though, like it was. So besides us fucking with Chinese people, uh, so what would happen is at the bars, like they get people blackout drunk and then they take off their shoes and drop them down into the tunnels where there's broken glass all over. So they take off their shoes so they can't like go anywhere. And then uh, before they wake up, they're on a slow boat to Shanghai to become, you know, slaves. Wow. So okay, yeah, no, yeah, I yeah. Now, that context. I was thinking more of slavery context and well, yes, yeah, slavery going the other way. Yeah, yeah, human, tra yeah, human trafficking. Hum the other way. Human trafficking is still a huge thing in Portland. Uh, yeah, well, and it's sadly in the whole freaking everywhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's pretty, uh, pretty wild how much of that because I mean, those everywhere there's a tunnel system, uh, you can. There's usually very high uh, likelihood of someone's using it for yeah, something nefarious, right? Something nefarious. <laughs> so yeah. I, um, I think like because we were talking earlier about this division between humans, you know, and like there's the 99 things that we agree on, and here's where I have sometimes a difficult time reconciling that same thing. Let's talk about human trafficking, right? On the surface, most of us would all likely very much agree that human trafficking is wrong and we wish that that uh, people would be caught and charged accordingly and, uh, and that they would see justice for the crimes that they're committing against humanity. And yet there's a market for it. So who's buying, right? And that, that really, for for the everyday people who agree that this is a terrible thing, like how how do we stop this division baloney and start looking at like collectively these are the things that we are agree are challenges in our society and we want right. to see them fixed and how do we come together with with ideas to create solutions and stop throwing our hands up and thinking the government's going to do something that they certainly haven't yet? It's such a weird it's just a really weird, I don't know if it's just where I am weird personally for me, or if it's just a weird time in, in history where it's like, there's all this focus on what we don't agree on. And yet all this stuff that we do agree on that we're not coming together and saying, this is wrong. We're going to stand up together and we're going to, we're going to demand that uh, we implement some solutions to this homelessness, healthcare, human trafficking. <laughs> right. That's the 99% that I know. like, we're all agreeing on and everyone's like, you know, let's, let's better the situation. This is all stuff that we want, but then, you know, some, something else. Nope. Nope. That, that then it, or else it becomes, you know, some, uh, especially human trafficking, uh, it's become some conspiracy that it's, uh, it's not, you know, real, I guess, or, um, that's not really as bad as it is. Uh, it's, and it's that, that has been a, a hard one. Yeah. I said um, to my son the other day, we have a lot of kind of, he's getting to the point where he loves to have some philosophical conversations with me. Yeah. And I, we were talking, somehow we ended up talking about Epstein's plane, whatever. I don't sure. even know how we landed there and kind of just theorizing like, well, wouldn't anybody who was uh, maybe not people who, not anybody who rode on the plane, but would, like, wouldn't anybody who went to that island then, if we believe that sex trafficking was happening on or through, or you know, the the, I, the transactions, for lack of a better way to phrase it, were happening on that island, wouldn't anyone who arrived at that island then kind of be a little guilty by proximity, like that they're right. they're endorsing it or turning a blind eye to it, and you know the the people who visited are all over. And I think the conspiracy being they're all in it together. 
uh, there might be some truth to that. I mean, right. who know, we don't know. We don't have yeah. a way of knowing, but we're not all like the way we're going about trying to get answers is like we're fighting with each other about whether or not it's real. Like, isn't isn't even a small amount of people being human trafficked enough of enough of a thing for us to just all be outraged about it and try to get to the bottom of it and, and fix it instead of I don't think you're right about how it's happening or how many people are effective or how bad it is for the world. Like, yeah, what? Yeah. Like, I mean, go ask, uh, you know, any, uh, anyone on a reservation, ask about, ask about how they think about human trafficking yeah, or, look at the, uh, look up the red dress project. Yeah, <laughs> like a, yeah. 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 And the, the day where the most people are human trafficked is uh super bowl super Sunday. Bowl and the, the one of the places where most of them, uh, most people are trafficked is Disney World, Disneyland. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, yeah. you, you think this is something that like, yeah, like everyone's like, hey, this is something we should all like, hey, look out for for people. Uh, yes, yeah. But and I, I remember back in like 2017 i went on my friend's radio show and i was talking about i probably shouldn't have been doing this but uh like da, da, da. yeah i mean even with like on those epstein flights with with uh bill clinton like even like best case scenario he went onto the plane to go to the island and requested that an underage girl give him a foot massage that's the absolute best scenario of what what happened with it, just that and that's just kind of like a, the tip of that iceberg and that's i mean that's and that's just one person that's right? one person that's right. one person right and, and i think like God. yeah and i assume he epstein was the fall guy for whatever else is going on too i assume there's a lot more absolutely so though i mean like you fall guy there should have been a lot more people falling i'll give you yeah. that but that fall guy, I think that the, the fact that he was, that he committed suicide, you know, I think many of us all agree that there's some question around whether that was it. I kind of have right. done theorizing with my son. You know, he's like, I think so and so had him murdered. I'm like, I think so and so did. You know, it's like, what if it was yeah. like clean? <laughs> you know, so like the, just... there's there's the whole royal family thing, and I mean that's, <laughs> that's uh, a whole they're... other thing. Yeah, yeah, but we all agree it's wrong. We all think it's bad, and yet right. somehow they're still customers <laughs> right and it's it's more lucrative than the the drug trade of the world so messed up and i mean so i mean that's probably why so much of it is pushed to divide us more rather than you know letting us unite to yeah. every like if everybody in the world was like hey this is something that's fucked up let's go work on this then that's one thing or like hey let's have everyone fight against about something else or think that this is just some loony thing and it's yeah only happening in small uh small things but it's we're too busy trying to pay the bills to care rusty yeah right so. yeah it's yeah and so i mean i hope at some point there's there's something that changes with it like i mean yeah so like my other co-host uh him and he had another show and that's kind of how like we all started hanging out and like we started going down like this whole thing with uh this donut shop um uh, that has now a lot of donut shops uh and one of them being the main one in portland um there were a lot of connections and that the place is right over the tunnels and shall we call it donut gate <laughs> well we can we can call it donut gate and yeah like uh a lot of the people that were on the board were on the board for something else before that that also had been probed in that yeah um, that scene and and yeah and it's like oh you guys are yeah but there's 
there's a lot of truth to it and i wish there wasn't i wish it was some weird thing that someone like thought up but it's not yeah at least something's happening don't just call people crazy because they think something bad's going on. Investigate, show the evidence. Like I think that right. I think that we are all craving more transparency as we get these talking points. Doesn't matter where they're coming from. We get this very high level, uh, clickbaity headline about what's going on in the world, and then yeah. regardless if we're not not all, but the vast majority of the places that are giving us those headlines are not going. And here's. <clears throat> And here's this study and here's the investigation and here's this paper and here's, and mounting the evidence. I think we see the same thing with just criminal allegations against people or whatever. I think, I think we as a population are now craving much more transparency and yet we're also very easily distracted by like, here's proof. And like, not, it's like, we've lost to some degree because there's so much coming at us all the time, our ability to discern like where did, what's the source of this? Who funded this? How long is there, is there multiple, is there multiple bodies of evidence supporting this theory? Because a lot of times there were people are talking a theory, like their fact. I think maybe you and I may have been guilty of that today. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Right. But I think it sounds like the two of us are very open to like, well, we'll change our minds if we see yeah. evidence to the otherwise, and we're I'd not going to assume that we're right. Right. Like, that's yeah. Anyhow, yeah. I, um, I'm curious, uh, just in terms of like your, your podcast, you know, you and I, before we hopped on this mic, we didn't really chat a lot of like, who, who's listening to your show? Who's your show for? What do we, what do we want to make sure that they walk away from today? I've got to hop for another. I don't think we, we were not good. Co- we're not, we were not good at planning this together. I don't Which think. Which is because- the show, what the show's like. Like how, yeah, I think that part was clear to me, but like, how long are we supposed to be on? Cause I, hour, hour is usually good. So this, hours, this works okay. out well. So wait, this, this is great. Um, okay. So yeah, I mean, it's kind of for, there's, I don't know. There's a lot of different people that, and, and it's been hard to like really be able to market to a specific person. Um, the numbers are there, but it's like when I look at the the data, it's yeah. They want to hear every. They want to hear it all. So we're just gonna have all, all sorts over. of conversations. Yeah. Perfect. Right. Yeah. So it kind of works. All different kinds of people. It's it's yeah. weird, but it's it's how I like it. And that's the there's you know people who are gonna enjoy, it, people who aren't, and there's it's a variety a show. I love it. Everyone. I yeah. love I love a good variety show. Yeah. What about your show? Uh, it's, it's more, a bit more focused. Um, I, I work, I work in a number of different ways, but one of the hats I wear is as a, uh, a self-discovery mindset coach, um, based on my own personal life experience, I had to go through a, a bunch of self-discovery work and created a method. It works great. Decided to start a podcast really tailored to, um, women in recovery. It's called ambitious addicts. Uh, but I do a little bit of discussion of my own personal recovery experience from addiction. And then a little bit of like, here's some coaching tips for self-inquiry and a lot of lived experience interviews with women who are in recovery, all addictions, all pathways to healing. I don't think there's a right way to recover. So it's kind of a, it's an, it's an addiction variety show. And we always end with a dose of hope. Um, usually I'm talking to people who've gone on and created some incredible things in their lives, uh, as a result of finding recovery. That's important to see too. And, uh, yeah. Hey, people and, who are suffering in silence, they need hope. Right. Yeah. And so when, uh, when people want to contact you and find your work, and everything, how are they going to go about doing that? <laughs> I'm guilty right now of like trying to juggle a lot and not, I'm dropping lots of balls and trying to preserve the glass ones. So uh, look up Ambitious Addicts podcast, obviously, if that's an appealing podcast to you, anywhere you listen, if you want to chat about anything else like Rusty and I have today and just talk about life in the world together, uh, my personal Facebook, and I've given you the link for that. You can drop Ooh. it in the show notes. People can reach out. My post, yeah. I'm a... I'm an open book. I post a lot publicly and I'm happy to engage with people through messenger there too, or my email, Tara, T-E-R-R-A at the self-discovery sisterhood.com. All right. And then you said also uh, about a nonprofit. uh, Yeah. 
<laughs> told you I'm juggling a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, so prior to starting self-employment, which is, uh, uh, has been a really fun adventure. I, I 20 years in a recruiting profession. And as of late, the last several years, I've really honed in and focused on helping organizations um, nonprofit organizations hire executive leadership teams with an eye to inclusivity and diversity first uh, in our approach to hiring. Is there, uh, is that include grant writers? It sure does. Can, uh, will you send me a message afterwards? Yeah, yeah okay. absolutely. I mean, that organization's name is KP Companies. KPcompanies.com would always have our, our postings, but yeah, we're always happy to have um, conversations with people who might be discreetly trying to make a move and see if we can open up some door to opportunity for them. Yeah, I have a 501c3. So, um, so that would be looking, looking for another, another grant writer. Never, never hurts to have too many grant writers. So, or resources uh, to help you find great people. <laughs> right. Yeah. Cool. Well, Hey, uh, Tara, I, I really enjoy getting to talk to you. Um, Such you know, a pleasure. Same. We might have to do this yeah. again. I think yeah. we should. Yeah. Uh, I have a three month thing. So probably about three months from now. So whatever that is, November, somewhere yeah. in there, we'll get, we'll get you booked again. Cause yeah, we, yeah, I really enjoyed the to... discussion and I heard a lot in this yeah. conversation that we could probably have spent an hour on. We could probably spend an hour on wrestling and my gym meet, you know, me being a kid learning about Jerry Blackwell and. Oh, <laughs> a crusher. All right. All right. Sure. Yeah. Awesome. It was such a pleasure okay. to get time yeah. with you. Thanks so much for having me on the show, Rusty. Likewise. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. All right. That's Tara Carbert. So give her a follow. Yeah. I like talking with her. That was fun. I uh, didn't know where we we're going. So we got there and yeah, there's a lot we could have talked about. And she's going to talk about Minnesota wrestling. I mean, talk about that for a while. Start talking about, uh, you know, start talking about Playboy Buddy Rose or Colonel De Beers, even starting there. Um, Yeah. Always, always good stuff. So thank you everyone so much for listening here on the Quantum Global Broadcasting Network, QGEBN. Check out other shows on the network, such as When the Gloves Come Off, the Thinking Man's Pro Wrestling Podcast. This is it with Lizzie and Saved by the Ben. The show is sponsored by Fred Ben Savage's book, Stonery's Productions, Hardcore Entertainment, Hypnosis is Great, and Sock Em Up. Uh, check out Sock em Out, SockEmUp.org. And that's where you can find out about the 501c3 I was just talking about. And that is the show, man. Boom! It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Ernest! 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 <coughs> yes, Pee-wee. You brought the snacks, right? <laughs>